This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHI Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl and Licensed Contractor Jeff Simmons from Houseworks. We're going to talk about some universal design today and aging in place. Also talking about how you are going to get your project done at your home. Join the conversation with us by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Oh, and a reminder, Fix It 101 re-airs every Saturday at 9, right before the Gestalt Gardener, which comes on at 10. So there we go. Uh, how are you guys doing this morning? Well, I'm, I'm good, and I, I've got a quiz. Straight uh, a qu- off. A, you got to start with a quiz? I'll start with a quiz. I saw morning. something it's yesterday. Right. <laughs> it's 9 o'clock. You got a drink, too. Hey, listen, right. I'm up at 5, so this is a little late for me. Go for it. Okay, so do either of you know what a fire grenade is? I don't know, but I feel like I need to run for uh, it. Whatever <laughs> it is. I want one. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a, um, I saw it, I, I probably have seen it before, but I was in an older house over in Fondren yesterday, uh-huh. um, real close to the Episcopal Church over there, cool house. And I got up in the attic and there were these little cylinder round glass things uh-huh. hanging from the rafters uh-huh. in strategic locations. And then I went out to the garage and there was a round cylinder glass contraption above both electric panels. What? And they're old. They looked original. The house was built oh, in the 50s. Okay. What uh-huh. is it? What is that cylinder? It is a it's called a fire grenade. We were able to google it and figure uh-huh. out what it was. And so if there's a fire, it will burst the glass and rain yeah. whatever the chemical is right. in there to put the fire out. Right. I've never I've heard about them. I've never I've never actually laid eyes on one. I just I'd, I'd have to, to say that would freak me out. Just, I mean, hanging Molotov cocktails everywhere. Well, no, know? I think it's water. Is it? Oh, okay. Okay. I don't no, know. No, no, no. That's just my opinion. Yeah, I don't right. know. So I could be wrong. It's about the size of a um, cantaloupe. My wife says I'm wrong all the time anyway, so yeah. right. I could definitely be wrong. <laughs> yeah, if anybody knows about Even those, if, I'm I, right, if I'm we've wrong. got any listeners who know, know about them, it was pretty awesome. We I've were, never heard of it. That's, I hadn't that's, either. That's and I was like, what is that? And there were some painters there, and I asked I'm listen, I'll ask questions from anybody. I said, like, you guys know what that is? And they're like, well, it's above the electric panels. I wonder if it's like a fire device. Fire suppressing Smart device. Painter. And so I know. So we Smart painter. We Googled that fire suppressing device <laughs> old and they're just cool. I just wanted to You said from the nineteen fifties, you think? Yeah, the house was built in like fifty one. Okay. Okay. There'll be somebody call. All right. All right, eight seven seven MPB ring. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. What'd you get into this week, Jeff? Um, well again, still installing LED lights on the boat. Right, right. <laughs> And, and, that sucker's uh, going to glow. They're going to be able to I see know. it from the moon. From the yeah. moon. Right. <laughs> Good for you, man. So, so. Yeah. The, um, no, to be quite honest, we are getting very close to uh, putting the top on our basement in Lexington. So the um, top on the basement wouldn't exactly be called basement. a roof. So well, what is that? Maybe it's <laughs> it's the bottom floor to the to the 
we'll call it the ground level story. Right. Of course. So we've got to put our I beams in, then we got to pour our concrete. So we still have a little bit to go, but but we are making headway. What you put concrete over the basement? Yes. Yes. Wow, it, I didn't it, know it, that. It will be a it will be a bona fide safe room. You know, oh. it's, it's got it's got concrete uh cinder block walls uh, filled with with concrete, steel rebar, steel door. Oh know, my gosh. So a bona fide um, uh, tornado shelter as right. well. So it, it's it's dual, it's dual purpose. All right, uh, Frank's on the line uh, in Fairhope. I hope we can go ahead and, and take him. Uh-oh. Yeah, let's uh, talk to Frank. He knows about the fireball thingies. What's going on, Frank? Good morning. Yes, they they were sold like door to door back in the fifties. No right. way. And did, there did, is a chemical inside, okay, that evaporates. And takes the oxygen away from the fire. Whoa. And it's not that the, the fire doesn't break the glass. There's a metal, you notice there's probably a metal plate on the front of it and a, a ring device that held it up. That metal will melt in a fire. Oh, no that's, way. That's what drops the thing on its little pointy nose and breaks the glass, and then the chemical goes okay. out and like that takes away the oxygen. Wow. That's like a mouse trap, man. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah, it is. I've kept one on my office wall for years. Back 30 years ago, we had a customer. I'm in the fire alarm business, and a customer's insurance agent saw them on the wall and made them take them down. So no one way. Of our brought them home. Oh, okay. Oh, really? Wow, <laughs> that's fantastic. So, did like you said, they sold these door to door. Would it be uh, pros setting this up for you? No, no, you just screwed them to the wall, wherever you wanted them. Oh, man. Okay. Wherever you wanted it. They're very pretty. I have seen, yeah, I have seen other ones that were professionally installed that went above the ceiling, and they were bigger. Oh. I've seen fire marshal with one of those. I've never seen one in the, you know, in the wild, but I've seen them in a fire marshal's office. Well, it was so strange to look down the line of the attic, and it looked like little um, hot air balloons hanging. <laughs> and they were wow, red yeah, and really that, pretty. That, right. <laughs> in its day, that was a good thing. Yeah. Uh, Frank, thank you very much. Yeah, thanks, Frank. Gave us some info there. Yeah, guys, I did some Googling, and they are highly collectible. So I don't know if you want to go back to that house, uh, (laughs) Pam, you know, for further inspection. I I can get rid of those for free. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you, John. I appreciate it. And thanks, Frank. We appreciate that, too. Got an email here I wanted to go to, and this one uh, just came. My air conditioner was uh, has water dripping around the filters from the attic. I assume the water is condensation from the humid air in the attic as it travels to the rooms it's cooling. There is damage to the wall that holds the filter and water at the bottom of the closet that holds the shaft for the cool air that travels to the attic. Mm. I can't see much when I look around the attic since the insulation covers everything. Do I call? I love this question. This is a great question. Do I call the air conditioned person, or a the carpenter, or contract? <laughs> who, who do I call here? It, it's a great question. Well, it, let, let's let's talk about let's yeah. let's talk about what it what it probably what it could be. Okay, it could be a couple things. Uh, it could be as simple as the drain line for your AC unit is clogged. Hopefully. Your condensate yeah. coming off the coil. Yeah, hopefully mm-hmm. that's what it is. Right. That's that's an easy fix. How is that an easy fix? Uh, you can fix that with a compressed air line. Right. You know, you take your uh, air compressor up there and put it in the in the pipe and just blow it out. Right. Oh, okay. So, okay. Um, 
or a little more serious could be a hole, not in the drain pan, but in the actual drain pan of the a coil, which is a lot, which is a lot more serious, of course. So, um, I would start with my AC person. Yeah. Start with your AC person. Another thing it could be is if it's, um, you know, and here we go. I preach on this all the time. You have got to seal everything up. If you don't seal it up, you're going to blow cool air into a warm attic, and it's like taking a bottle of water out of the refrigerator. Right. You're just going to create <laughs> a lot of water, so you've got it, to I seal it up. I didn't think that's what it was because they indicated that it just started happening. Yeah. Now, you know something else it could be? It could be as simple as a dirty coil. Yes, that's what I was thinking. Because really if, if your coil is dirty, that's what that auxiliary pan is for. That's right. And if you've got water, folks, listen to me. You got water in your auxiliary pan that's underneath the coil. Something right. So it's not. It's not supposed to be there. How do I look for that? How do I know? Well, you can go up and just look in the pan that's underneath the coil. <laughs> so okay, all right. So picture this, folks. There's your there's your air conditioning unit, and underneath this unit mm-hmm. is a what either metal or plastic pan, correct? Emergency drain pan. Emergency drain okay. pan. Okay. Mm-hmm. That that should have a um, float valve, uh-huh. uh, not not a float valve, a float switch. A float switch mm-hmm. that will actually cut the unit off so it doesn't overflow the pan, right? And then flood the. So if I go upstairs your... and see a little water in it, should I freak out? I don't necessarily say you should freak out, but you should handle it. Uh, because hopefully it's just a um, it's just either a dirty coil or a right. clogged drain line. Clogged because drain line, yeah. You do have a drain that goes into a P trap, right? And a what, Pam? Five gallons of of water could it produce that a day? Yeah, it could. You know, at, le- could at least a couple gallons. At oh, least yeah. a couple. Sure. Yeah. Easy. All right, yeah. folks, think about that for a second. I know it doesn't seem like anything, but picture that five gallon paint bucket. Sure. That's oh, wow, that's, that's a good a lot yeah. Of water. That's good, and I, you know, uh, Jeff, you're talking about blowing the line out. I got to tell you my new favorite story about blowing a line out. Uh oh. I know. I didn't do this, but I read about it. And I laughed so hard. I'm still laughing about this. So, guy gets up. I read about it. Guy gets up on his roof, which we never say people should do, but right. he's got his power leaf blower. Right. And he's going to oh, blow out Lord. the gutter. Her, her, her. He must have been doing this for a while. Right. He looks over, and the vent pipe going into his master bathroom <laughs> had debris in it. And uh-huh. so he started blowing it out. Well, it wouldn't come out. So he goes over and shoves the oh, nice. leaf blower down, in the, down, down in the into the vent. In well, the it, vent. at exactly that time, his wife... <laughs> His wife. His wife was in the bathroom. She was getting ready to clean the toilet, and so she leans over to clean it, and all of a sudden, water just explodes out of that toilet. Mm. And she comes running outside screaming, we got to call the plumber. The toilet just exploded. Right. Well, so that'll teach you. Leaf the moral blower of the roofs. story, you know, compressed air. Be careful where you're putting that stuff. <laughs> right, right. Right. Number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. It's time for us to take our first break of the hour. Call us with your questions, comments. Tell us what project you're working on. Also, do you have any questions about universal design? We got a guy. 877-672-7464. Or send an email fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Stay tuned. I'm Alice.
Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic, host of AutoCorrect. If you're enjoying this podcast, try my podcast, AutoCorrect. We help steer you in the right direction with your car problems. Find me on any podcast platform or at autocorrect.mpbonline.org. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pivas, ASHE Certified Inspector and Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. You can join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464, or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Now, Jeff... Um, Aging in place is one of your expertise areas, right? It's I'm, I'm, you know, I hate to use the word expert, but but it is something I enjoy. Okay, absolutely, okay, okay. absolutely. Uh, now, with aging in place, the term universal design is everywhere. It's a it's a design industry term referring to spaces and projects that can be experienced equally by people of various sizes, ages, and certainly abilities. And, and some of these principles of universal design are these. Tolerance of error, uh, a tolerance for error. The design minimizes hazards, accidents, or unintended actions. I think one of the ways that, that you may want to point that one out is an um, outlet uh, set at a different height than Correct. maybe previously uh, sure. uh, installed outlets. Right, right. Um, you know why the outlets are so low anyway? Why? Because that's the height of the hammer. <laughs> we we do we do use we do use the, the hammer handle to gauge right. that. But in a lot of my houses too, I will put them in the baseboard. Right. So, um, but you, you know the way I like to explain universal design. How's that? An escalator is universal design. Right. Everybody can use it. But some people have to use it. Right. Right, right. So that would be universal design. Okay, okay. That's a great way to do it. Uh, low physical effort. It can be used with minimal effort, as yep. you said. And uh, one, one of the things that I noticed with uh, uh, low physical effort, um, things like manipulation, size and space, appropriate use, my favorite example of this is doorknobs. Oh, yes. gosh, yes. Absolutely. I mean, doorknobs, and, and what I mean by that is that when you think doorknob, you think the round thing that you're supposed to put your hand around. Well, there comes a time when uh, a lot of people, for different reasons, all kinds of different reasons, starting with, like mine, arthritis, eventually you can't get around that doorknob very right. well. That's right. So you make the lever kind of doorknob. Those levers, yeah. Yeah. I got a story about levers. Go for it. <laughs> I got a story about everything. Imagine that. So my buddy up in Canada, he redid his uh, his cottage. That cottage, and he never locks his doors. Uh-huh. And so he had gone up there, stocked his kitchen, and left for a couple of days. And when he came back, the bear mm. had used the lever. And made his <laughs> oh yes, yeah. Check the porridge. We yeah. So if you're going to put levers in, yeah. you be sure you lock them so the bear yeah. can't get in. Yeah, that's a really good point. <laughs> I, well, I'm sure if a bear did, a raccoon could. A raccoon so, yeah. Well, yeah. you know, look, I've been bear hunting in Canada. There are a lot of bears. There's a lot of bears in That's Canada. Right. That's right. I've, I, I've always heard you can outrun a bear, but you can't outswim one. Mm, 
Interesting. I don't. I don't I, I've seen them run. You, you're either way. I'm not I just gonna, need to run faster than the person I'm, I'm with. I'm not going to outrun it. I can tell right. You that. Yeah. But you're right. You're just going to be faster than the than slowest I, guy. Than yeah. the one I'm with. All right. Betty's on the line in uh, Houston. Her son is building a house. If I'm correct. What's going on, Betty? He is uh, putting in six inch walls instead of two by fours. He's using two Good by idea. Because well, I had done that several years ago in a house I built, and it really, really helped. But he was wondering about what kind of insulation. It's been several years since he's done anything like this, and he said, "I, I want to know if just the rolled insulation, or is there something better? What, mm. what do y'all that he used? There's a lot of things better, a lot of okay. things. Now you are building in Houston, okay? So you're not by the water, okay? No. Um, this is what I like to do. Um, I like to run, and it's called flashing. I like to do spray foam about an inch thick, um, and then on top of that, go my bat insulation. That's a good compromise without spending a lot of money. Um, now, there there are better products out there than what I just described. You could do cellulose. I'm a big, big believer in that. Um, and, uh, and then, of course, the the standard and nothing wrong with it. We've been doing it for years and we still do it is the, um, is the paper um, bat insulation. So that, that would give you about three options. Okay. Okay. Can you add to that? No, just make sure, you know, whatever you use, like, I don't know, would you use an open cell or closed cell foam on your wall? I know you're supposed to use, you know, the guy last week was like open under the house and closed yeah, in the roof. I think I think closed and and it's called flashing. You you simply go in there and you you're and just all sealing. you're doing is sealing. Sealing. I love you're that idea. You're not really doing a insulation value. Uh-huh. Uh, and then of course you want to do all your fire caulking, which now this is extremely important that you need to relay this to your son. Uh-huh. Um, make sure that they fire caulk all of your penetrations in your top plate, meaning every, all the penetrations in top plate. Y- yes, ma'am, because the, when the electrician comes in there and drills his his holes for his wires, he's going to use one bit, the biggest one he's got. Yeah. So once all that is done, the wires are running through there, both for your electrical and your data, and also your plumbing. You want to go in there and caulk around every one of those penetrations. You're trying to prevent Uh-oh. any type of a fire coming from the that, inside that, of the house up into the attic. Because yeah. once it gets into the attic, you're toast. It's, it's gone. That that and air movement. Okay. So what what do you suggest in the ceiling? Oh, I would do I would do a spray. I would do a a. I don't. You know, a lot of people want to foam the the attic i don't believe that that's a doug rye thing he he wants to make the attic the same temperature as the rest of the house uh-huh. i disagree with that uh and it's just an opinion chocolate and vanilla uh i, I would i would simply do a i'd simply do a spray um a uh a, a, a fiberglass um blown insulation in my attic okay Okay. He's, uh, he's listening if he can. He, okay. he had to call because he's afraid he'd lose the connection driving. Ah, okay. But, but he you, was you, be can, listening. you can hear us again Saturday morning at 9 o'clock. Or That's download right. the podcast. Ooh. Okay. Thank you so much. Yes, ma'am. Thanks, Betty. Bye-bye. 
All right, let's keep on moving. Uh, Craig is on the line in uh, Biloxi. He's got some safety tips. We can always use those, Craigs. What's going on? Yeah, this is like a minor issue, but uh, when you're hammering nails, a lot of times they will skip off and hit you in the face, especially the bigger ones are kind of dangerous. So I've had them hit me, hit my glasses, and uh-huh. I had one hit me on the lip and had a real big fat lip. Oh, I had my lips closed. Ouch. And uh, yeah, have you? Do you buy safety glasses, Craig? Yeah, yeah, I wear safety glasses all, with everything. Yes. Yeah, uh, and uh, and uh, I, we were we were at Pam's place the other day shooting some promos for the show, and uh, uh, Pam had like six pairs of glasses you could put over your glasses. <laughs> so yeah, those yeah. are great. Yeah, and and another thing, when you guys were doing your tool list, I I I'd like having a palm nailer. I think every owner, uh, every homeowner should have a palm nailer because they get in them tight spots. And you know, if I'm doing doors or windows, I, I put them and baseboards and stuff. You know, you don't need all the fancy nailers. You can have one palm nailer does it does it all. You know. Well, and let's let's talk about that. What, what, how is your palm nailer a palm nailer, folks? Is well, there's a couple of different things. The one that I have and I use is connected it's an air tool and uh you 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 plug it into the the compressed air right you can put the nail inside the barrel of this thing and you just hold it up to the wood and it literally hammers it itself into the wood nice you just push uh that is what uh, that's what mine is uh, is yours like that craig yeah, yeah, and I have different sizes because uh, right. a lot of times your your hammer will skip uh, and and you make a mark on the wood, or you get a real tight spot. That, like if I'm doing uh, like if I'm doing straps, truss straps, a lot mm-hmm. of these trusses are real close, and, and right. you can take that palm nailer and, and reach right in there, and you don't even have space to get the hammer. Right, and, it's also. And, a good tool to use for what they call toe nailing, uh, you know, which is basically coming in at an angle. Um, it's it's very hard to do with a flat, you know, but if you use the uh, if you use the palm nailer, it's a neat little tool. By the way, Father's Day coming up, that's a, not a terrible idea. Those are great to get into small spaces. And, as uh, long as they've got a compressor, then you got to buy the compressor and the palm nail. <laughs> well, that's the whole fun of Father's Day right there. There you go. Another <laughs> hey, look, Wednesday, look, lots of people go out and buy things and want accessories with them. So, you know, palm nailer has to get a compressor, right? So, All right. Um, we've still got uh, Lauren on the line and Natchez. What's going on, Lauren? I'd like to make a comment on the uh, lever handle versus the knob. Oh, yes. Uh, I put put them uh put some lever handles in my house because i'm getting on up there i thought well, let's get ready for the rest of my life right well things catch on my blue jean belt loop. oh they, they do oh, that's they right do. yeah they do on anything i'm trying to bring in the house yeah. I don't like them. oh boy it is i will say it does offer uh a, a new issue that the doorknob <laughs> didn't bring to the equation. Ew, what is she talking about? Right off my back. Yeah, if you've got a backpack on or something and you go buy it, it will snag you. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's it's uh uh Lauren, the, I'm I'm glad you brought that up. There there's a code actually, there's a building code on a handrail that that you turn your handrail at a forty five at a ninety back to the wall 
just for that purpose. You know, your purse will get caught right, on, right. That, on that handrail. So, oh, yeah. But so if you turn it. So if you will look and do some shopping on your lever handles, they, they do have some that do curve back towards the towards the door they a little do. bit. Oh, cool. Don't they? Yeah. So it would kind of minimize That's the, right. The yeah. That's right. That's a great I, idea. I may okay. have to put those in this weekend. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for bringing us, uh, that up to our uh, to our attention, Lauren. Appreciate it. Number calls 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Let's talk to Paul in Pontotoc County real quick. He's got a bath vent question. What's going on, Paul? Good morning. How are you guys? Great. Great. All right. Uh, my question is, uh, I'm building a house, and for the bathroom vent, uh, for the exhaust vent, do I need to take the vent through the roof? I've got a metal <laughs> roof. Can I take the roof, or can I run the no. exhaust up? No. Vent it, no. vent it, vent it to the attic is not going to hurt a thing. Unless you're, okay. or you're not sealing your attic off, are you? Is it just no, open attic no. with a regular ridge vent now, on it? Now, yeah. if you live in the city of Madison, you're going to take it out the roof. Out the roof, yeah, <laughs> because those guys don't understand that it's going to condensate and destroy the fan exactly. in five years. And again, I disagree with taking it out the roof. I do too. Okay, great. Uh, and I'm just using blown-in insulation like you were talking about yeah. as well. You, yeah. you're, no, you're fine with that? Just bring the vent above. Be careful whenever yeah. you get ready to blow in your insulation because sometimes the insulation right. will go down that pipe. But if you bring right. it up, That's I think the rule of thumb is 18 inches above the uh, 12, insulation. Yeah, yeah. Bring, bring it. Strap bring, it up so it doesn't fall over. That's right. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. And another, now listen, use a good vent fan now. Don't get a cheap right. one. No, use use a use 150 CFM. Uh, there's a lot of good ones out there. In fact, there are some lot. Now, this one I love. They're they're pricey, but they are very efficient. They're very quiet, and it is a light and a vent all in one. So you don't have the ugliness of the vent. It it acts as your can light, but it is also a very very efficient. Uh, uh, fan. Most son of a guns are quiet. They are quiet. You don't even and, know it's on. And they are expensive. They're going to run you about three fifty a a vent. Wow. So. Mm, okay, that's more than that. What I spent on the ones I've got. All I know. Right. I know. Go back and check the specs. Yep. All right. Uh, do you have time for another question? Absolutely. All right. For uh, the outside on my soffit uh, fascia board and soffit, I used Miratech. Yep. All right, where it's where it's painted in the crack and it does not cover the cracks. Do I need to caulk that? Yes. Okay. All right. Plus, it looks better. Yes. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Now, now, and, and you you used uh, used vented soffit, correct? Yes. Okay. Only on your horizontals. You did not do them on your rakes. Wow. Okay. All okay. Right. Okay. All right. Good deal. Thanks, guys. Yep. All right, thanks, Paul. You know, we're going to take a quick break and work on that jargon and see if I can figure out breaks and rakes. <laughs> Time for another break. If you have any home improvement questions, give us a call. Also, we're talking about aging in place. 
If you've made some modifications to your home, give us a call and tell us, tell us about your experience. And when we return, we'll go through some easy projects that will help you add universal design to your home. To join the conversation, give us a call with your questions and comments to 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Stay tuned. Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic, host of AutoCorrect. If you're enjoying this podcast, try my podcast, AutoCorrect. We help steer you in the right direction with your car problems. Find me on any podcast platform or at autocorrect.mpbonline.org. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHI certified inspector to inspect it like a girl, and licensed contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. And if you missed any of today's program, you can always listen back by podcast using any podcast app or the MPB public media app. All right, um, we're talking uh, talking about universal design today. One of the things that you can start with, here's some neat things. They're, they're actually rules to universal design and, 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 and clearances and tolerances and things of that nature that must be met if you're going to do it right. Uh, in the bathroom, things like bathroom sinks should be mounted no higher than 34 inches above the floor with knee clearance. Uh, that knee clearance is a big thing, too. I don't know if you've ever noticed it, but a knee clearance that's 27 inches high, that is clearance enough for a chair. That's right. right. And and it, and it's, it's, sometimes it can be very challenging to, to acquire that. Yes. Be, because when we, when we build a house, we, we really don't pay a lot of attention to where we come out of the wall with our drain line. Right. So right. remember, we have to get a P-trap on there. Mm-hmm. So your key right there, mm-hmm. if you're building new, is to raise that raise that drain line up. Right. So we can get that high enough uh-huh. with our P-trap to put our angled piece of of um, uh, plywood is what I like to use right. a removable panel mm-hmm. and set at an angle. Or if you cannot achieve that, uh, then just wrap your um, P trap uh, and and your entire drain line with a um, insulated cushion. Right. So if you were to you know set your leg on it, you wouldn't you wouldn't burn. Burn. Right. Yeah. So, um, but but yeah, that can be a little challenging at times. That's neat. I wonder when it, when you think about uh, design, especially modern design. A lot of times you see bathroom sinks these days are basically a bowl on top of a slab. Well, sometimes, yes. And that, and I thought, that, boy, that's got to work differently on how the height thing works because the height is based on getting your hand in that bowl. Right. You know? So um, so, so I thought that might be interesting with new design going with Universal and how that might work out. Well, you so. want to think about, um, you know, wheelchair access. Right. You know, so you've got to have access to your shower. You've got to have right. access to your sinks. Right. To your electrical means it means you cannot have a standard uh, vanity like a lot of folks have That's in right. their bathroom. That's right, because you can't get a seat under it. Yep. You know, what's typically. the rule of thumb and, on a switch? And and two, um, um, your thresholds coming in the house. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, you you put uh, we call them a low dam. Uh-huh. Uh, and it comes up about a half inch. Right. Wheelchair rolls over that just beautiful. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, 
How high should you put your wall switches for oh, your... Oh, gosh. Is that different? Yes. Yeah, so you want to lower your switches and raise your receptacles. And raise your receptacles. That's right. Yeah. Wow. That's right. Okay. All right, Joe's on the line in Oxford. He's got a question that's fantastic because <laughs> Jeff just happens to be in the middle of this. <laughs> Joe, what's going on today? Uh, uh, what's going on today goes on every day. Uh, anyway, I'm a weekend warrior. Oh, uh, good. Uh, so, oh, 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 Big no. box stores loves you. Right, right. Right. We're, we're all a pain in the Phrasable word for uh, uh, public radio, Uh, but uh, I'm 57. Uh, I've been doing this. I've lived in Mississippi for um, uh, almost 30 years. Mm -hmm. So, uh, uh, but I have my husband and I are uh, connections with St. Louis and Iowa, uh, and they would say. If you waste basement space, you're an idiot. Uh, but I live in Mississippi, and right. I've listened to Pam, and I've listened to Jeff, and it's like, oh, don't do it. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well, uh, so, so I kind of, I get it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, w- I don't want to say don't do a basement. But the water um, table is only two feet well, down here. It's, it's a little now. Now you know. I said that we're building a basement, and 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 we are. We are. It is a bona fide basement. I have pictures of it. I can prove it. But we we are cutting into a side of a bank. So it's a walkout. Yes, yes, yes. There's three sides to There's this three basement. Three sides, yeah. Yeah, the the where we're going to park the the um, ATVs and stuff. Um, will that will be the walkout end? That that's the you know ground level. So from that aspect, a basement makes makes sense. I'd like to stop there and say I'd like a house that housed ATVs. <laughs> exactly. So right. anyway, um, so what were you going to say, Joe? I mean. Oh, oh no no no! I uh, uh, I mean I'm enjoying uh, this discourse <laughs> as much as I can. Uh, uh, whether I'm going going to get who's a basement uh, 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 expert, maybe not. Uh, but 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 no, that's okay. Right. Uh, I, I mean that's okay. Uh, but uh, I come from a world that if you don't waste that. Uh, eight to ten foot underground, uh, you're an idiot. Uh, right. You coming from Mississippi is like, don't do it. Right. Don't touch it. I think that's a good rule of thumb. I yes. Do uh, under yeah. so, under some circumstances, I think we can do do a basement. But uh, as a rule, I'm going to say, don't do it. Well, right. and you go back to I think we learned our lesson from some of these older houses here in Jackson is that they tried to build basements and they just got themselves a swimming pool and right, well, basically. But know, when you're going from new construction, you can waterproof we, it. Well, and that that that's where we're at right now, mm-hmm. and and we're spending a lot of money waterproofing mm-hmm. this. Just money. So it's not it's not something that. You know, I'm going to save some money by doing a basement. Absolutely not. Uh-uh, it's no going way. to be expensive. That's right. So if you, if it's in the budget, if it's in the budget and you're willing to do it right, I say do it. If it's not, stay away from it. Put a put a slab on grade and build. Well, if you got ATVs, you can kind of afford to have. <laughs> <laughs> you can afford for the basement. Well, if you, you got, got an ATV garage, ATV. Come yeah. on. Well, well, of course, Jeff and Pam. Uh, you're you're talking about Jackson, Mississippi clay, which is not what 
I, I mean, we, yeah. we get it, uh, but what a challenge. It, it can uh, be. Yeah. It yeah. sure can. All right, thanks, Joe. We appreciate it. Thank you very much. Okay, we're going to go to uh, – I'm sorry. I'm going to talk now okay. like people do. Yeah, I've uh, got an email here, and this one is 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 interesting because I've done something like this. Pam, I've been to your place, so I know you've done something like this, but let's, let's, let's talk about this guy. Hey, guys, I want to build a simple garden shell – garden shed to house tools dirt pots things like that i plan to use four by fours for the corners two by fours across the bottom and top the top will slope away from the opening metal roof and maybe plywood sides with a barn type double door it looks like the shed will be about six feet wide and three and a half to four feet deep i have several questions since i don't know what the heck i'm doing all right number one my yard is yazoo clay should I set the posts in quick creek, or should I just place them in the dirt so they can shift a little as the moisture fluctuates, or should I just float the whole thing on top of the ground? That's hmm. the number one question. I will say I built mine on top of the ground. I built a little shed for my generator uh, about two years ago, and the, uh, the whole point of this, I didn't want the generator in the home, so, you know, making problems. Uh, so, so, so I put it outside, but I want to keep it away from elements. So I built a little leaning shed, you know, for it to live under. So I get that. I didn't, I didn't want mine to be cemented to the ground just in case, in case I wanted to move that thing. Yeah. So anyway, you could both, both methods would be acceptable. Right. You know, it's only, it's only a six by four. Now that that's the first mistake. Yeah, that's um, what I was thinking. That's, yeah, no, I, I, it's, if I'm now, gonna spend I, all that time, I need something a little bigger. I'm okay with six wide. I am not okay with four deep. Four deep. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Lumber lumber doesn't come in four foot. Right. So so you know let's at least go a six by eight. Right. Okay. Yeah, get it the size of the lumber so you don't have sure. to cut. A, yeah. A lot. Yeah. Oh, that's smart. So, okay. But, All right. but yeah, building on top of the ground would be fine. Sinking it, uh, if if I'm going to put a post in the ground, uh, I am going to surround it with uh, uh, concrete. Yeah. Um, and then I'm, you know, I've been talking about this because I'm building this fence down at the pond, but mm-hmm. I'm painting those posts on all six sides. Right. <laughs> so it just gives me a little bit more time whenever I stick it down in the ground. That's right. And I love, Jeff talked about this before, where you mound up the dirt so yeah. that you get. Yeah, just just get the water to run off. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, number two, I'm asking for trouble trying, am I asking for trouble trying to do a double door? Um, Is this the same person? Yes. Can I mount the door to the corner post, or will that make them too wide? Well, if uh, making a double door as opposed to a single door, yes, is more difficult. Well, okay, since I'm only six wide, I'm going to do – I'm probably going to do a four-foot door, Mm -hmm. okay, and I'm going to make it a double door. Right. So I got a two and a two. Those are light doors. You can open them up, but now I've got a four foot opening. So I've got a large opening, wheelbarrows, easy coming right. in and out of it. The problem again is I'm only four foot deep. Yeah, the so, wheelbarrow only fits. Uh, well, you're not going in it and turning around. No. I'm, mine's going to be eight by eight. <laughs> right. okay. I like an eight by eight. I, an eight by six is okay, but a but a, a six by four is not. Well, if okay. I did eight by eight, then my doors could be on a track. Well, you could do that. Sure. So then you can open yeah. them up yeah. 
Slide them. Oh. Slide them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because Smart. you can buy those tracks. They're nothing. They are, they're very inexpensive. Very inexpensive. And then I'm going to do, all four sides are going to be metal. I'm not doing any type of plywood or anything like yeah. that. I'm just going to buy the corrugated metal. Chocolate and, and vanilla. Yeah. I like right. wood. Well, I don't want any. I like hardy siding. Yeah. Well, so. but hard is expensive. That metal is cheap. And <laughs> I can put it up there and I can get it cut to the size I want. Right. That's it's, true. It's, 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 and it's good. Well, don't, don't, all right. And it don't rot. You can't say cheap because now they're going up on it. Right. Well, like he, corrugated metal? Just oh, everything. Said, oh, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything's going up. Everything. Everything's going yeah. up. I did a whole thing on PVC pipe, what, last week, week before? Then I go and check the prices this past week, and I'm like, oh, well, forget that. Yeah. Right. You know, PVC went up, too. Um, okay, another question. Should I put a floor in it, or the ground harden and do fine without a floor? I'm going to have to dig up or level a small stump on the site. I like a floor. I put a floor in mine, and let me tell you why I did it on the generator. Because I used the weight of the generator with the floor to hold the thing down. Yeah, it's, it's I, not I like attached to anything. Yeah. So, you know. I like a floor. Okay. Um, uh, or And also, that small stump that's on the site, it, it can also work as an anchor. So, mm, um, I don't know about that, but. Yeah. Would well, you, let, me, uh, let me tell you, if you're going to get it ground, you better make sure there's nothing under it. <laughs> right, right. Personal experience here. We were stump grinding last week and just about yanked the electric panel off the side of the house. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, it was a bad day. Yeah. Um, number five, would those clear plastic panels, like you sometimes see in greenhouses, be an acceptable roof? Sure. Uh, the additional light would be nice. The side is in semi-shade. I yeah, think that could yeah. work. They don't work forever, but they work. No, it'll yeah. it'll work I, for a while. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, I've actually there's a guy in my neighborhood that built a uh, greenhouse using that. Really, it's awesome. Yeah, so you still have the light coming in. You know I would like that. You don't you have to run use? power to it. True. You know the worst color you could use making a greenhouse. Green, green, green. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, <laughs> I'm serious. Look it up. Go, Google it. Java. Java's not. All right. You know what? We're going to take our last break of the hour. Call us with your questions, comments, or just tell us what project you're working on at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. When we come back, we'll give you a plan on how to add safety bars to your bathroom. I like this. Nice. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHE Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Simmons from Houseworks is with us. Join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Okay, one of the things that, probably one of the most Universal things that people install as they age in a home is a grab bar, even either in the bathroom or there's a lot of different places you can put a grab bar, actually. But definitely in the uh, in the in the shower area, bathroom area, grab bars are a great place. And that that's something uh, we wanted to talk about installing today. And there's a couple of things you can go and grab a grab bar. You can buy a grab bar from just about anywhere. And I, and I mean, that's a. That's a uh, kind of a Wally World sort of thing you can do if you wanted to. Now, I'm just saying that this is not a hard item to get a hold of. A no, 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 it's not. And I'm glad you brought that up. Now, there are different 
um, quality yeah. of, of grab bar. And what I mean by that is I don't Load mean the weight. material. I don't right. I don't mean the material. I mean the size. Right. You you don't want it too small and and you don't want it too big. Right. Okay. So. Uh, and it, it would it would it would take a whole show to explain all of that, uh, but I do Goldie have a, moment. I do I do have a um, question for everyone. Okay, um, have you ever seen a grab bar behind the commode on the wall behind the commode above the tank? No, but I always see that towel rack that everybody grabs and pulls off. Yeah, the wall. I've seen them. I've seen them installed. No, that back is there. W- yeah. that is where you, you. That's that's one place you need to put one. Mm-hmm. Really, right, right above the tank. Above the tank, because wow. because obviously guys stand up, mm-hmm. right? So they're going to lean on that wall, mm-hmm. huh? So never that, occurred to me. That's right. That yeah. is that is one place that people forget. But that you do need a grab bar there. Well, folks, uh, one of the things you want to do, if you do get one of these grab bars, they're not difficult to install, but they must be done properly. The worst thing that can happen is if you install the grab bar improperly, it'll pull out of the wall. Sure. Um, you you really have to hit studs on this thing. I do know I've seen a couple of temporary solutions uh, over the years, which some of them have like uh, suction cups and things like that that are for you know, right now, I think those things are great to take to a hotel or something. But, but I, it's no, I don't, I do not recommend doing that on a permanent. No. That's not a permanent solution. No. In fact, we have, and it took us a little bit to find it, uh, and we've installed. I think we did some last week. We can now install a grab bar in your fiberglass tub shower unit, uh-huh. or just shower unit, um, without. Pulling that out without putting blocking, it is a very specialized anchor. Awesome. That is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. that's so going to save. Does it go through it to the wall, or does it, it go, connect it goes, to the fiberglass? It goes through it. It's a it's a very complicated to explain it on yeah. the, on the radio. Is this, is this something that a normal consumer can buy? I doubt it. Okay, okay. I doubt it. So this would you'd need a contractor to. You do. Yeah. It's it's a little bit difficult to install, and uh, but it's it's. It's there for when you put your fiberglass shower unit in, uh-huh. and then you think, oh, oh, I need a grab bar. We need a grab bar. <laughs> and that's exactly what happened, yeah, okay. and that's how we found this. Yeah. So. Fantastic. Do you know what my biggest pet peeve on, uh, you know, talking about grab bars and railing mm-hmm. is that uh, Papa will come over and say, honey, I'll put that rail in for you. And they put the two-by-four, you, you've got to be able to grab a rail. Right. Right. Yeah. And people will put them in to where you can't. My hand can't is not going to go around, around a two by four. And if your hand doesn't go around it, you can't grab it. No, no. So when and and you don't think about that till you're falling and then right. you reach over there <laughs> and you can't grab anything. Well, if if you're going to hire a contractor to do this kind of work, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to recommend that they are CAPS certified. What C- is CAPS? C A P S. Uh, certified aging in place specialist. Awesome. Okay. Yes. So. All right. Let's go ahead and take Megan real quick in Jackson. She's got a question. What's going on, Megan? Good morning, gentlemen. This is a great program this morning. So, just want to uh, ask: Do you know what alternate uh, dwelling units are? Alternate drilling units. Dwelling. No, dwelling. dwelling. Oh, dwelling. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so, I I'm gonna pass that to Jeff. <laughs> I'm listening. Yeah, I'm listening. Okay. Go ahead, tell us. Okay. Okay, so uh, they're called different things, but a lot of states uh, designate them as ADUs. So what they are are basically, um, you know, uh, 
do you know what tiny houses are? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So basically, it's a prefab. It's a. It's not a mobile home. It, they're really structures. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they're, uh, and they. So here's the deal. In a lot of uh, big area metropolitan areas, um, mm-hmm. they say, okay, we have a, and you know, we have a housing shortage right now, right? Okay. So right. a lot of homeowners are saying, you know what? I'm going to uh, put this ADU on a piece of my property if they have the room, and you know, there are usually you know restrictions et cetera, et cetera, as far as utilities and that sort of thing. If this is a win-win situation, I don't care what market you're talking about because, A, it's uh, income for the homeowner. Mm-hmm. It is in, a, in an area that is lacking affordable housing. It addresses that. It uh, keeps from, you know, more urban sprawl because you're concentrating, you know, living into uh, the same area. So it's like one of those win-win-win situations. We don't do it here in Mississippi, not heard of it, but I think it would be, it would address a lot of issues that we have, especially um, like, say, in Bellhaven and areas like that that are around UMC that are lacking affordable housing for, like, say, people that work at UMC. I mean, is that gotcha. like a Katrina yeah. cottage? Uh, wait, Something yeah. like that, yes. Yeah. Well, you know what? You just sent a whole bunch of people to the Internet looking to see what ADU is. So good for you. You educated. Thanks, okay. Megan. Yeah. All right, folks. Uh, Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Java Chapman. Our call screener today was Kevin Farrell, Liz Gill. For Pam Pimus, uh, Jeff Sammons, and I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for our Wednesday 10 a.m. program, Everyday Tech with Jay White. Join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101, only on MPB Think Radio.